Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to To Live and Try in LA. I'm Rudy. I'm Tyler. And welcome back, or welcome if you're new to the podcast. First time listeners are always welcome. We we get so very few of them. I <laughs> think do. a lot I think a lot of the people that still follow us are just like people we just like know and they're just like these guys are still doing this. They're still doing this. I don't know why. <laughs> well, we got we got nothing else to do. It's a fun little hobby. Yeah, it's a fun hobby. We get to hang out. You know, we post something. If someone likes it, then you know, just let us know. I'm not saying we were drinking before this, but I'm also not not saying that we were drinking before this. I am very hammered, and Yay! I'm taking a lot of water. Uh, if only because I'm trying to forget having to edit last week's episode, <laughs> which I said like about a billion times. You're a valley girl at heart. Oh, go fuck yourself <laughs> to an insane degree with that. What's Cher like in real <clears throat> life? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's very humbling when you, you know, record this episode and you realize all this, these terrible habits you have, especially saying like as much. Oh, I, I thought I was part Kardashian when I was done listening to that episode. Look, there is nothing worse than listening to yourself or watching yourself and you realize how stupid you really are in person. It's. Yeah. Yeah, you think you're above that. You think you're above that shit. And then just like, oh, see, I just said like. And then you just see yourself or hear yourself and realize you're all the terrible things. You are that very lazy quote of the Dark Knight everyone keeps quoting. You're just like, you either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. We're all the villain. Uh, But hopefully it helps you... uh, temper your your rage or laughter when you see stupid videos of people just being dumb out in the world it helps when you see people just being stupid just in very generic ways where just you know you'd think people would have that common sense and just like nope they don't you think you think it's just like oh this is just normal everyone knows not to do this nope it turns out no you're special you're special and all of those people probably knew don't do that at the time. Uh, they just did it anyway because we as a society are stupid. <laughs> we live in a society. And a very <laughs> stupid society at that. I, I love how that's just the leftover of the Snyder Cut and everyone just uses it all the time. <laughs> just like, we live society. in a society. <laughs> What's messed up is I still hear that in like Jim Jeffrey's voice from a joke he did many years ago, but nobody else <clears> knows the same reference. So Yeah, no, no. It's it's all Joker. It's all it the is, Joker. It's the Joker. We live in a society. That's true. He is right. We do live in a society. <laughs> we just got back from seeing uh, the Green Knight, which <laughs> yeah. was a mind fuck. I mean, I know, I know. You, you, and a couple of friends we went with to see this movie. Yep, it's a movie. I guess. I'm not saying I didn't like it. I enjoyed it. It just. <clears throat> it, it was a lot it it's very artsy and it does not hold yeah. your hand yeah. through the metaphors like yeah. at all it's funny just going with you guys to see it and I felt like one of our friends who you know she was a little nervous about trying to 
say how she felt. I don't know. It felt to me like she was trying to like, uh, you know, just like, oh, you know, I liked it. It's fine. And, it, you know, it's fine if you could say just like, I didn't know what's going on. Yeah, I, I. But I think it just, I mean, it was pretty clear cut because. Well, you knew what it was based on. Like, you read the epic yeah, poem. Well, yeah. I, it, I mean, I read Sir Gawain and the Green Knight, but it was it was back when I was in college. So it wasn't like I, I just heard myself say, like, screw everything that led to this moment. But I digress. When I read Sir Gawain and the Green Knight, which was a decade or decade plus ago. So it wasn't as if well, I was familiar. It wasn't fresh. With. You, know, you still had a better base than we all had. Yeah. Part of me was just like, legends. I didn't want to just say, you know, it's a metaphor. Because, like, everyone knew, the collective people that were, yeah, we you all, know, in our group knew that it was a metaphor. But, like, a metaphor for what? Mortality. Uh, you know, the chivalric, the hypocrisy of the chivalric code. How much it sucks to be a guy. Well, I mean, it sucks no. to be a guy, regardless. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I ended up like watching a lot of YouTube videos discussing the Green Knight and what it was all about, <clears throat> and you know, man versus nature, and nature always wins, so man needs to be humble. Um, well, yeah, there is that. I'm. It, it's dealing with the whole mortality. You can't escape death. It's the thing that, and that's pretty much what the movie was about. Where you know, Gawain so, goes to face his death, in a such, sense. Such a weird movie. It was very well done, though. Oh, it was... All right, so I'll be honest. I I nodded off a few times. <laughs> a few times. <laughs> I don't know if that's the movie or me. I think it was more me than a movie. We did go see a late screening. It started, like, around 9.30. <laughs> oh, God. We're so old. <laughs> That's the late screening. Uh, for whatever reason, I felt comfortable and was falling asleep and nodding off. Um, but visually, it was fantastic. The acting was fantastic. Dev Patel killed it. He yes, was, absolutely. He was I incredible been, as Sir Gawain. He was great. Uh, Alicia Vikander in her dual roles was also amazing. You don't see her a lot after Tomb Raider. That's true. Yeah, and uh, well, I mean, it's understandable. She has like a kid with um, Michael Fassbender. Ooh, good yeah, for they're, them. they're 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 a couple. It's very well done. Uh, Joel Egerton's in it. It briefly, I I enjoyed it. It was a visual feast. And- I enjoyed it, but even <laughs> understanding the metaphors, I'm still lost. <laughs> it was just so much of this movie is just so ambiguous. In weird ways. Well, that's what YouTube uh, synopses and recap videos are for. But it's that weird thing where like I'm I'm confused, but like so confused that I don't really have the questions that I can articulate to clarify. Yeah. So you don't know what to ask about what you're confused on. Yes, I'm just left with this very vague feeling of confusion. But again, there were so many great things about it that I enjoyed it. As opposed to Cowboy Bebop. I still don't understand it. Wait, wait. Just to clarify, you're talking about the anime or the live action? The anime. I enjoyed the live action. It was a little goofy at times. It could have been like, you know, maybe a little more noir-ish. Well, they had the whole episode with Jet. Yeah. Where 
you know, you see the flashback of him working in the, you know, intergalactic police force and how he was betrayed. Yes. I mean, spoilers if people cared about watching the live action. And clearly they don't because. No, no, they did. They're, I mean, you did tweet out. Your support for the live action. Yes, I did. As in the previous podcast, you made very clear that you loved the live action as opposed to the anime, which... The anime is just stupid. It's it's just dumb. I mean, look, I love the anime. I love the anime. So, I mean, that is a very hot take. I'm, I'm developing this weird obsession where, like, I want to keep watching the anime and read about people who love the anime because I do not understand... Wow. I just, I do not get the love for this anime. Now, the art style is great. The music is great. I will never knock those of the anime. But the story is a mess and incoherent. It's... Oh, wow. There's nothing that draws me in. Well, it plays a lot. It's it's a bunch of individual stories that happen throughout the journey. So, it's not... And no one individual It's not an overarching arc. It's like... Individual episodes, you know. So I don't care about any of those individual episodes. Ah, interesting. None of them stood out as like, oh, wow, that was really cool. Like, oh, that was fun. What's going on next? Oh, com- something completely unrelated? Fine, I guess. You know, it reminds me of uh, Veronica Mars. This this argument that we're having. Because uh, Veronica Mars kind of did Mystery of the Week episodes. Okay. But also... Some part of that narrative also tied to the overarching um, mystery of that season okay. that she was trying to solve. That's a great tactic. I wish that happened in Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, but that's the thing. Cowboy Bebop was more of those individual episodes and then maybe one or two episodes tied into an individual character's arc. Yeah, and then it asked me to give a shit and I just couldn't. <laughs> Uh, the struggle of getting Tyler to give a shit about anything. <laughs> well, there's a lot of things. I, I enjoyed the, the live action show. I, I really wish it got a second season. I would absolutely watch it, even though the, the number one thing I hated on the live action was the few seconds we had of uh, Radical Ed. And the I, I can't express how much I hated Radical Ed in the anime. Oh, come on, man. And it was like, oh, it's such a great character. I'm like, No. It's an obnoxious child. She's quirky. I mean, she's anime quirky. Yeah. <laughs> In the that does nothing for you. That's a, such a negative. Like, it's just so obnoxious. Look, man, I'm... I mean, it just... It kind of... It breaks apart the monotony because, you know, everyone has these serious arcs. Serious series arcs. Did they? Yeah, because, you know, Faye didn't uh, know Did her they? past. She was trying to piece together her past on top of the fact that she incurred so much debt because she was scammed by other people. That must happen in a later episode. I'm 11 episodes in. And yeah. All now, I know no, it's, she likes that's, to gamble. That's why. Like, yeah, keep, you got to keep going. Keep going. I'm 11 There's episodes great, in. Th- those are great episodes. Everybody but I know, to, I know, I know. You're, yeah, you don't like. Everybody wants to talk about like Vicious is like amazing, like character, this villain is a force of nature. Uh, no, he just 
exist once in a while, and then he dies. He in didn't episode die. Five. He didn't die. Oh my god. He dies right. in episode five. And okay, you know Inexplicably what? back in ten. Okay, you know what? Save these takes for when you know you finish the entire series. How about that? It's okay. Uh, our main character Spike definitely died at least twice too. So. Oh god. I, I don't know. You're I don't know. You're misinterpreting kind of the. He was outside of the spaceship. <laughs> floating. No spacesuit, just floating. Oh my Roll god. Credits. <laughs> Roll credits. And then another episode. Like it never happened. He Oh man. I've I feel like he got back into the ship. He was saved. Oh, he died, but just got better? Uh <laughs> don't make it a thing like with um Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> Dragon Ball was another one I never really understood because like I enjoyed Dragon Ball and that became Dragon Ball Z and I was very confused. I was like, so we're just going to not have Dragon Balls in Dragon Ball Z at all? Wait, they don't have the Dragon Balls in Dragon Ball Z? Not they don't really. summon uh, Shenron? Eventually, I think they do and it's like everybody who died, they just bring back the end. Um, but not really. It's like... In Dragon Ball, it's a whole TV show about getting the Dragon Balls. So, collecting balls so you can uh, make the big wish. And then Dragon Ball Z, it's a fighting tournament. Yeah. It's it's always about fighting. Yeah, yeah, no. It's some new guy shows up, like, I'm going to destroy your planet. And they fight for 20 episodes. Somehow, the fight lasts 20 episodes because half of the episode is recapping the last episode. It's just a lot of, like, close-up on somebody going... And then we cut to another person who goes <laughs> until somebody's hair changes color. You you love the live action Cowboy Bebop and hated the anime. Yes, and I thought like, well, why doesn't why doesn't the guy tweet this? Tweet about it. And then when I searched the hashtag Cowboy Bebop for you know just these tweets, and you're not alone. That opinion was not an anomaly. Yeah, there were people who liked the live action and they were very upset that it got canceled. And I and think that's the I live think, action was perfect, but it was better. That's that's a take. That is quite a take. I mean, some people felt the way some of the think pieces on different cultural websites wrote about this live action, you would think it was like a monolith that was against this exactly this live action and then just hearing your take hearing you know what you liked about the live action it made me think like oh okay maybe maybe there's this kind of just like underserved fan base that while not as loud as the you know nascent anime fan base that lived with the anime for decades you know, you, that's the fan base that's wrong. <laughs> now, and I will say, I I I know their pain because I'm a big uh, purist <clears throat> in adaptations. Of course, we've had this discussion many times. Many many times. Like when, if you're going, to I'm adapt- I'm much more of a heretic when it comes to you know. You are. You're just happy that something else exists. You're like hey, more entertainment. Yeah. Uh, look, if you want to take a different take about stuff, like I'm open to it, just because maybe there's something to be found in a different take where that kind of uh maybe changes the gender or a race of a character or 
maybe kind of just plays around with the origin story or the dynamic of the narrative that it's that is usually just the standard. And sometimes it works, and sometimes it works despite those changes. I, I'm a big fan of like, all right, we have a source material. Let's take the source material, put it up on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't need to change it. Well, let's just do it as accurately as we can and have some great results. And everybody that loved the source material will love the new one. And everybody else will understand why people love the source material. Um, it's a great opportunity to, you know, see things maybe from a different angle. But it's it's great. I, I just do that. I don't understand why people have to change so much. Because everybody always makes the argument that you have to change things when you adapt them. But they end up taking things away from the source material and then inputting their own thing and then changing characters and story beats and it doesn't make any damn sense. If you want to make a new thing, make a new thing. Just don't make a new thing and call it an old thing. Mm. So I understand the complaints of the anime fans on Cowboy Bebop. But then I read some of the complaints online and I go, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you're wrong so see my side isn't so bad <laughs> well it's like these these fucking fans that want Faye Valentine to be in her skimpy scantily clad outfit with her boobs bouncing around and you're like what no her new costume is way better cause she's a fucking bounty hunter fuck these fans there you go yes we stand, Tyler, the feminist ally. I try. I try. <laughs> uh, even though I feel like I did that same joke in the last episode, so well, whatever. Yeah, we'll get get some mileage. Get some mileage off of it. But no, no. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Daniela Pineda got a lot of flack for just like, oh, she's not like Faye because she doesn't have big, gigantic boobs that have their own physics that defy yeah. the normal everyday physics of our world. But these criticisms get even crazier because I saw some people criticizing that the live show had more nudity or sexy stuff, and it doesn't. There was that one scene with Faye and the spaceship mechanic. Yeah, Faye hooks up with a girl. Great. Good for her. Um, But there's no direct nudity. There are no boobs exposed. Yeah. Um, And then the anime... Uh, Against my wishes. Right. (laughs) Like, I wanted one thing from the show, but that's fine. I'll accept it. Um, And in the anime, I haven't seen any exposed boobs or anything. But there's so much, like, cleavage or butt cleavage or... (laughs) Butt cleavage. Just (laughs) Faye in a towel or just Faye bent over in a weird position. And you're like, this is... There's actual sex that happens in the live-action show. But it's more like, hey, sex is happening. And in the anime, it's like it's pretending it's not sexy, but it's absolutely putting, like, everything on display. Right, right. And it's just how it's handled. I, I It feels gross and inappropriate in the anime. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there is the, there is the argument about Shinichiro Watanabe. 
and his uh the style that kind of objectifies women a little bit yeah and part of it in some of the interviews that he made was oh well it's just some like i have to include some of it in order to get this series the attention it needs to get greenlit because you know just the system in place where there's like oh where's the hot girl in this which just confirmed with some anime it's just like where's the hot girl we need the hot girl so we can sell the show which confirms my theory it's the fans who are wrong i mean because again that's like the uh the final fantasy uh 15 thing where they had this mechanic woman pop up in the demo and everybody got up and up. Oh, uh, like, yeah. What was her name? Daisy or something? Oh, shit. I don't know. But oh, it's like she's got this like short, short crop jacket. Her thong's coming up over her hips and these like short Daisy Duke shorts. And it was Cindy. 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 Oh, yeah. Cindy. Cindy. And everybody kind of freaked out online. Like, what's what is this? This is doesn't look like fan, uh, Final Fantasy. And it seems gratuitous and wildly unnecessary. And the creators of the game came out and said, Hey, hey, we understand your complaints. You're not wrong. But when you play the game, you'll understand the story. You'll understand the characters. And you'll understand why this character looks the way it does. And then the game came out. We all played the game and said, No. Nothing in this game justifies <laughs> this weird, skimpy, slutty-looking whoa, 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 don't throw out slutty, all right? It's just like, don't call her slutty. Don't slut shame. A tease? Well, I mean, because you don't know that that's what the character was intending, all right? Just because she's dressed a certain way doesn't mean she's a slut. No, 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 no. I think she's being exploited by her creators. That's, see, that's a different point. You can make that I point. Think, yeah, she's I being exploited by her creator, but she's not a slut. Don't I slut think, her. Well, it's, Don't it, slut shame. So here's the weird thing, because we're talking about a, a fictional character created by some men. And I feel like yeah. they she was created by these men to appear slutty. Yeah, and she appeared slut, but she's not a slut. She's a mechanic, but they just dressed her a certain way. Like a stripper. Look, they dressed her a certain way, all right? Like but that's she's not a slut because she dresses like that. Well, technically, nobody in the game has sex, so nobody's a slut. Yeah. So at that point, we're just, you know. Yeah, she's not a slicing slut. Slicing hairs. She's uh, not a slut. But the whole point is just like, yeah, she's not a slut because they chose for her to wear that. So it's just, it's wildly exploitative and of like a weird thing. It's unnecessary. And and again, I want to be clear. I firmly support characters of sexualized nature, big titties, skinny waist, scantily clad. I, I support this. But there's a time and a place. And if it doesn't flow with the rest of the narrative, then it just... It's weird. It takes you out of the, the story. Like, I don't know what's going on here. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why a, a bounty hunter in Cowboy Bebop is going to dress like that. I don't know why a mechanic in any scenario is going to dress like that. Well, I mean, yeah, it's not a practical outfit, but... Or anything. Yeah. Yeah, they were just like, well, maybe she chose to dress like that, but we're talking about a fictional character, not a sure. real person. A real person can choose to dress like that. Yeah. A fictional character is like, well, why is she dressing like that? Yeah, no, if it's a real person, you know, you do you. Yeah. Uh, you get attention how you want, that's fine. <laughs> uh, 
I'm not saying I'm looking away. I'm like this is the <laughs> this is the progressive boys podcast. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're both liberal arts majors. We uh, we, we try. I just like I just want the like the some of the, also, the errant commenter just like you just bunch of liberal blah blah blah. And I'm just no, like, oh. no, no. We we've got that that progressive liberal uh, training, but we are still cavemen at heart. We yeah. want what we want. Uh, but it's just it's weird. <laughs> it's weird, and that's and the, in Cowboy Bebop, there's constant like weird sex comments between the like gender comments between everybody where it's like. Faye makes these weird comments. Oh, this seems like it'll be a tough thing. Screw it. I'm just gonna let the guys handle it, and they can treat me like a princess. Like that's weird. <laughs> and then the guys treat her like she can't handle anything because she's a girl, and it's just so unnecessary. Mm. And I feel like the live action does a lot better job of like, okay, they're learning who each other are and what each other is capable of doing. And so there's progress and they're going through those learning, growing pains and that's fine. And the anime never get that. They're just assholes. I guess you're just going to have to uh, keep watching the anime just to kind of get a better sense of the world that they're trying to build. But also I'm sorry that they got rid of the uh, live action show. Live Which is action. a bummer because John Cho really killed it as all of Spike. Them. I, I was very happy with all Mustafa of them. Mustafa Shakir was just nailed it as Jet. Oh, they were all phenomenal. And honestly, I felt like Jet was a weird character in that, like, how he speaks is very awkward and goody two shoes esque. But it's so consistent that you just go, okay, yeah, that's just the character. That's just who he is. Yeah. You believe it. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's rough because I mean, it's I don't want to pat the show on the back for trying to be something original because you know you're still being a you know sure a, an adaptation of an anime. So it's it's that tough. Yeah, I want to support the show, but it's not like it was a completely original idea. No, so it. It's it's that hard stance where you can't when you you know you want to support it, but also you understand that this is an original idea. So at the end of the day, it's not like someone you know stepped on something. Oh, that could be good. I mean, it could have been good it in the have. second season, but I don't know. I feel like it just caved too much to just this perceived crime against the anime, which is not. Especially yeah. since it pretty much the production bent over backwards to make sure that not only did it honor the original, it even brought people who worked on the original to work on this show. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, Shinichiro Watanabe was the uh, was a creative consultant. Yoko Kano, who did the soundtrack and the uh, score for the f- original series and the movie that and came out, music was phenomenal. They did. She was also involved in the music and score for this current series. So, and then just the great work that all these actors did. So, I understand. Yeah, if if I try to force too hard, just like yeah, this this show was great. I mean, the anime was right there. So, I mean, I get it, but just the fact that. You responded so strongly to the live action as opposed to the anime. It was like, I don't know, maybe it could have grown the base. It could have. And I mean, I, I won't say that the live action sh- 
is perfect. There's some dialogue, some conversations that are very awkward. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, just point to the part where um they were talking about a, like, uh, what's her name? Who was talking about her? Like Jet was like, "Yes, you are you a are bl- black Jack, and you, you are male. male." And I was like, "Really? Really? <laughs> the the Joss Whedon School of Writing over here?" <laughs> and then he fell on top of her and landed on her boobs. No. Um, yeah, there, it's it's clunky. It's a little cartoonish at times, and I think it could have been more of a noir, yeah, and a little bit grittier, but. It was consistent, so I was on board with it um, up until, you know, Radical Ed. And maybe we were just saved from season two. Wow. Okay. You know what? Uh, you know, Edward is fine. It's a good character. I don't know why you just have all this hate for her, him, however, like, non binary her. Well, that's the thing. It's just, it's, it was always kind of ambivalent in the anime that I mean, if, if Edward was, was, male or female this nebulous in between i mean in the beginning they're like oh it's a he it's a little it's a man and then they realize it's a child yeah um and then at some point Faye makes a comment like oh you're a girl um and then it just didn't seem to be acknowledged yeah for a couple of yeah. episodes which is which is one of those things where just yeah you know shinichiro shinichiro watanabe many animes that includes the whole spectrum of different people so I did appreciate. I, so one of the last episodes I watched had uh, Gren. Ah, who yes, was like Gren. a military soldier who had worked with Vicious, but then went to jail um, and had to go undergo some uh, experimental drugs, and then now looks like a woman. Yeah, and uh, there were some people who kind of took issue. They were glad that Gren was in the show. But Grin was kind of reduced to that kind of working at that bar. Wildly different in the yeah, live action. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know. Maybe season two they could have expanded more on Grin's backstory. But it. But that's the thing. It's like that's one of those things with live action adap- uh, shows or adaptations. There's only but so much screen time that you have for all the characters that you need to build sure. out. Whereas with an anime, you can have like a character appear like certain times per episode and then slowly grow what their backstory is. Uh, you can't really do that with live action because there's just like different pay contracts and how much just like a character appears and you have to pay that person X amount of money as part of the budget. And that's. I mean, everything you said is true, but I feel like Gren was in. Two episodes of the anime. Yeah. And it, it focused yeah. very exclusively on him. Yeah. And then that was it. So you never really. Yeah. And instead they much. brought this character in and they just kind of made it a stereotypical, like, oh, gender fluid, like, oh, I work in entertainment kind of deal. Yeah. And I can see the difference, mm-hmm. but like, that's such a weird character to bring to live action because yeah. it, it was a very firmly, it was a man. Yeah. Um, and I feel like if uh, interesting, like if we cast that in the live action, I would have cast a female character or a female actress, possibly dubbed by a man. I don't know, just because of how that anime plays out. Um, uh, well, because yeah. Gren was not trans. Yeah, Gren uh, was kind of forced in a transition. Yeah, it's it's very complicated. That's a very complicated. It's a very complicated storyline to go over. 
in about 40 minutes of episodes. Yeah, but the anime can kind of get through some of that, whereas just like live action, it just, uh, there's a little difficulty to kind of just like have a character ground or have an actor ground that character. Because none of these characters are grounded. (laughs) And I think that's the problem with the Radical Ed. Everybody was like, everybody wants Radical Ed in live action. Then everybody sees Radical Ed in live action. Everybody hates it. But to be fair, to be fair, that was maybe one minute of screen time. But my point is That's a little hard to just make all my opinions known of just one minute. Sure. Of screen time. it's uniform. Uh, Fans of the live action, fans of the anime, everybody disliked that character for that minute. All right. And I think... I'm just saying it's one minute. I think that is a representation of actually how that character is. All right. I, I think everybody's like, oh, the problem with the live action is that it was too much like the anime. I'm like, yeah, because your source material was crap. <laughs> it was a bad character to begin with, and now you're looking into a mirror and realizing how terrible it was. Anime fans, you are wrong. Well, I know we have a lot of strong opinions on both sides of that fence, but this is not the Cowboy Bebop podcast, so... Uh, we'll move on. We'll move it's on. It's just though. the one episode. No, uh, <laughs> just the one episode. <laughs> no, it's fair. Like, yeah, I know there's, yeah, there's, there's people out there who miss the live action after it was canceled. Uh, you know, let us know. Let us, you know, message Tell us. Me I'm wrong. I dare you. Yeah, message us. Just so Tyler isn't alone with just the whole, like, yeah, you know, I mean, look, I love Where the live action. I love the live action as well, but I just want, you know, Tyler just like, oh, you know, there's other people who feel that way. But anyway. No, because I get it. I I appreciate the adaptations. Um, I'm a big fan of reading books that have been turned into movies um, and complaining about that as well. Every once in a while, movies are better, but it's rare. Uh, I still couldn't finish Jaws. That was a terrible book. Great movie. So, yeah, it is what <laughs> it terrible is. Terrible book. Uh. You Let Me Borrow Starship Troopers, the book. Love the movie. Hate the book. No, the book is god-awful. Oh, Robert Heinlein, I don't know what he was doing with that one, but it it ain't it. It wasn't it, Chief. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was the worst. Anyway, but... What else will we talk about? Just... uh, Oh, uh, so... You got something? I went to a couple of restaurants recently because the great thing about Los Angeles is there's always something new to try. Oh my God. Are you talking about Los Angeles on this podcast? It's like, we, we don't do that here. It's not just just Hollywood. (laughs) It's not just film and TV. It's not a bunch of just random articles about different places in the world. It's, we actually talk about LA. I was reading this random article about LA. All right. (laughs) No, I was reading a Reddit and I was, learning about some new spots to check out. So I went and checked them out. Um, I was recommended to go to black sheep burger off Sautel. It was delicious. Ooh. And I need to go back there and try. Wait, more. wait, where in Sautel was it? Uh, was that little Japan? Uh, Japan town. Sautel, Japan town. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's right there in the heart of it. Uh, it's a small street just off of Sautel. Super easy to find. Impossible to park. Well, I mean, that's just Sautel. Yeah. Sautel's always been... Um, The burgers were unique and different, and 
appropriately priced. French fries were overly priced, and that was expensive. Whoa, whoa, whoa wait, wait, fine. wait. How much are you paying for these French fries? Uh, it was like five bucks. It was like four or five dollars. Nah, that's fine for fries. I mean, if, if there's like some kind of combo thing or just like, oh, if you order the burger, you get the fries. Or, no, there wasn't. No, no, no. nothing. Uh, well, you know what? All right. Uh, well, it's the five tell me guys about these goddamn burgers. Problem. It's the five guys problem. Like, we're like, it's a good burger at a decent price, but then like the fries make it overpriced. Um, the fries I had were delicious. They were good fries. But five bucks is too much. Um, five bucks? Nah, come on. Five bucks is... Okay, you know what? I don't know. How much fries? How much? Okay, quantity, I think, factors into this. Okay, let me do this for this purely audio-driven... Uh, yes, it was about, I appreciate it. It was about yay much. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It was yay much. Okay, so, okay. Let's use a metric everyone in LA is familiar with. The tray that you get from In-N-Out Burger. So, when it comes to that si- the amount of fries you get, how many will, f- like, how many In-N-Out? it was just a little bit bigger than that. Not by much, but... Um, okay, okay. It was a little bit bigger than the In-N-Out tray. Okay, I could see why five bucks is maybe it's a, a little much. too much. Yeah, it's a um, bit too And much. they were good fries, so I'm not going to knock them, but, like, it was a lot. Now, the burger I yes. had, in this case, I actually got a chicken sandwich. Um, it was the California... You son of a bitch, how dare you? How yeah, dare it was, you? It was the California chicken... How dare you? How dare you? Avocado and some spicy. You go to a burger place and order a chicken sandwich. Get the fuck out of my face. The only one that was spicy. (laughs) All right, I'll allow it. Allow it. (laughs) There we are. I'll allow it. Okay, spicy chicken. All right, fine. So I got that and the fries. Now the sandwich was like nine dollars. Was it spicy? Uh, And and wait, was it a good enough size for the nine bucks that you're paying? For nine bucks, it was a great sandwich. It was okay. a great burger. I, I'm very content with that. It was unique enough. Right. It was different enough. It was delicious. It was. It was. I was very happy with nine dollars. Right. Um, but then I paid five bucks for the sandwich, and or I mean, for the the side, the fries, and that was a bit much. So, if you bring your own drink and your own side, and you get in and out for under ten bucks, like fantastic, amazing deal. <laughs> Um, with the fries, it immediately becomes like fifteen dollars, and at that point, that like it's a thing now. It's fifteen bucks. It's like oh shit! Now, now it's like yeah, the the shit's the yeah, shit just yeah. got real. I mean, there's no planned check where it's like eighteen for the burger, but um, hey, fuck you, are, man! Plan check is an amazing burger. I won't take that away. Yeah, yeah, you goddamn right. You goddamn I'm just right. Saying it's eighteen dollars. Yeah, but you could have just gone up the road, just up the way from where you were. You could have gotten a plan check. I'm very happy with the the nine dollar burger, oh, half okay, the price. Uh, okay, go fuck yourself. Anyway, continue, continue with your bullshit. Half the price, eighty percent is good. Uh, no, 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 just, just fucking. All right, keep going to so this. Yeah, place. black sheep. Uh, highly recommend it, and I need to go back there and try more burgers because they were fantastic. Oh man, probably slip skip on the. Uh, uh, fries, just because that's a bit much for the fries. Five bucks for fries, yeah, yeah. I mean, no, you know what? Bucks. You know what's crazy? When people charge, when people charge, uh, 
five or more for like hummus. Oh, fuck off. I like hummus. No, I love hummus. But just the fact that I see it on the menu and it's north of $5, go fuck yourself. This has to be like amazing hummus. And I know, yeah, and I know you don't have amazing hummus back there. I know you're not making it yourself. Honestly, at this point, I get mad if they charge me for like chips and salsa someplace. I'm like, no, 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 you just bring that shit out. Yeah, yeah, there's, yeah, the whole chips and salsa thing. Like, unless it's free, put it right there. Like, yeah, that's fine. Like, yeah, but anytime, just like, yeah, pay seven bucks for chips and salsa or guac and salsa. I love guac, but it's so overpriced every time. Well, because, I mean, look, I understand why it's expensive. I do. But at the end of the day, I'm not paying seven bucks for guac and chips and guac. And you know what's also wild is that with guac... Chipotle's guac is amazing. <laughs> it, it is. It, it, you don't want it to is. give it up to like the chain, but like. No, no. Well, because that's the thing. It's so good. As much as people like to shit on Chipotle, just the fact that it's not like McDonald's where it's just like a, a line and it's just like the preformed patties that they cook and they put in a little drawer and it's just like, oh, okay, we need to put it together. Like then they just pull the patty from that drawer and then just put it in there. Yeah, no, they are grilling up those chickens no, right there behind that them. shit is actually happening. Chopping you can it see it. They make that guac. You can see them make that guac. And this is really fucking good. It's the right amount of lime and salt. It's so good. So anyway, Chipotle, sponsor us. Uh, but yeah, I, I really liked uh, Black Sheep Burger. Uh, another spot that popped up on the list was Jackson Market for sandwiches. And I went there and... That's an adorable little place. It's super cute. Where is it? So it's Culver City. It's just south of Sony Studios. Oh, uh, a little, yeah. A little east of Backstage Bar and Grill, which is another good spot. But what's crazy is that it's in the middle of like a residential area. So literally, I drove past it thinking it was just another house until I parked and I started walking over there. And then I saw, oh, this is the market. And it's a market with a deli in it, and it's nothing really all that amazing or fancy on the inside. It's nice. It's clean. Uh, the sandwich was good. The sandwich was way overpriced. Uh, it was like $14, $15 for, the, for a sandwich. Well, but how was the sandwich? I mean, it was, it was all about $10, $11 good. Wow. It's like, wow, the disrespect. (laughs) It was was a good sandwich. I'm like, $15 is $10 worth. It's like, wow, okay. Uh, It did not blow me away, like, at all. I was just very, I was quite content. I was like, oh, this is good. Oh, man. Now, I will probably end up going back there. But what really caught my attention, though, (laughs) was this market has, like, a back patio. And it's, like, all brick. And there was a koi pond. And next to it, there was like a grill where it looked like they can grill up some chicken and steaks or whatever. Oh, man, that sounds um, so good. That really, sounds so good. It was such a nice like back patio area. It looked like a great place to hang out and like have a coffee or something. That's what really sold me, sold me far more than anything else. Mm-hmm. You know, the mm-hmm. sandwich was fine. It was it was a, it was a very good sandwich. I wish it was a little bit cheaper, but it. 
I would love to go back there and try just some coffee and just go hang out there. Yeah, no, it's it's one of the best things about, you know, when you go to different places to eat in Los Angeles, it's just finding these places where it seems like an oasis from the normal kind of L.A. scene. Like, one of the reasons I love uh, King's Row in Pasadena Ooh. is that back, that back patio. Lovely. You forget that you're in Los Angeles when you're there. You forget. Well, you're and in Los Angeles adjacent. You're in Pasadena. Yeah, it's, you're in Pasadena. But just the patio has enough greenery and a, a very relaxed vibe that you forget that you're there. Like, if someone told me that I was in Portland, I would totally believe them. That's if someone true. told me I was in Seattle, totally believe them. Just Depending where you go in Los Angeles, sometimes it has a vibe of pretentiousness or it has a vibe of people trying to network more than anything else. Well, I'm not talking about sometimes. West Hollywood or... Sometimes. <laughs> but then like King's Row was just one of those places that was lovely and chill. It was relaxed. Yeah. And just people existing. Yeah. I mean, I know they. there's other places in Pasadena similar to that, like... Uh, that hot dog place, I'm trying to remember, Carney's, or maybe I was thinking. Oh, do they have a Carney's over there? I know there's a Carney's in Hollywood somewhere. Yeah. On Sunset. I'm trying to. There. I'm trying to remember. I think that Carney's was there like a boxcar nearby that the or a the restaurant? one on Sunset. I think it is. Yes. The only reason I remember that is because I went there as an after party for a film premiere. Ooh. I went there. Mr. Hollywood over as, here. <laughs> hey, look, that's the thing. You, you live in LA long enough. You're going to get invited to film premieres and all that stuff a bunch of times. I guess we could talk about that. Um, yeah, it just sometimes it just happens. You run in certain circles where people just, hey, you know, come come to this and blah, blah. So that Carney's, that boxcar, I went there for uh, an after party for the premiere of uh, Milo Ventimiglia's film Order of Chaos. This was after he was in Heroes. Okay, okay. But before his reemergence through This Is Us. This was years before that. And uh, someone from work who was, I don't know how, what his connection was to the production of the movie, but I think he either knew enough people or he was part of the production company that kind of got this movie off the ground. Nice. And it was Milo Ventimiglia and Reese Coiro who, Coiro? Uh, but yeah, he played Billy Walsh on Entourage. He played the director. Got it. Okay. So yeah, so they were in this movie called Order of Chaos. And it was okay. It was just kind of just like, eh, you know, there's just like, oh, this kind of guy who descends into this kind of just like underworld kind of thing. Nice. Uh but yeah, no. It the 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 movie was okay, but yeah, it was it was funny just like being invited to this party and then having just like, hey, let, let's go to the after party and it's this kind of just like thing and I don't think uh Milo was there. But I forget who other actor was there. I think I also saw Ming-Na Wen around there. Oh, nice. But, and yeah, it was funny it was just all- seeing her before the whole... She kind of had the resurgence with the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. The circles you run in with uh, with certain people. And then just the cycle of people going from like, ah, oh, they're not that famous. And then going back to being famous again. 
you know, I know that she's having a lot of success now with after Agents of Shield, and now she's in uh she was in The Mandalorian, and now yeah, the Book the of Boba Fett, uh, Boba Fett, which is very exciting. Uh, another big premiere. Well, the only other big premiere I can think of is when you and I went to Baby Driver, the Baby Driver premiere, which Jesus. all the, like all the actors were there. For that. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, that yeah. Was pretty big. <clears throat> so the that reason I had those life. tickets, the reason I had those tickets was uh, K Rock. Again, local radio station was doing well, it a. Used to be really cool. <clears throat> they used to be very cool, but now whatever. Anyway, so they had a giveaway for the baby driver tickets, and I think the question was uh, they were looking for contestants. So I called, thinking like, oh, they're probably not gonna, they're not gonna uh, choose me or whatever. And I actually got on the line, and they're like, that hey, itself is amazing just to get through. Yeah, because they the question was. Uh, Simon Pegg, he, you know, he's a famous actor and just did Hot Fuzz and all that stuff. What was the breakout UK series that he starred in? Ooh. Do you know it? Uh, Spaced? Yes, it was. And that was the answer. Was like, yeah. oh, I fucking know that show, Spaced. Even though I didn't watch it, I Same. knew it was that thing where just like, I knew that he was in space because they're just like, you know, you see all those videos just like, where were they before? And they're like, oh, you know, he did a show called Space and then blah, blah, So, yeah, so I called K-Rock. I gave him Space. Ralph Garman asked me the question. So it was just oh. like, oh, shit, yeah. Ralph is awesome. Yeah, so I answered the question. Congratulations. You get to go to the Bravery Driver premiere. And so I just threw it out to you. It's just like, hey, I got these tickets. Let's do the... Dude, that was awesome to go see Baby Driver. And it was like in like a cool theater downtown in Los Angeles. Yeah, it's the theater at the Ace Hotel. And it was, dude, pretty much everyone in the movie yeah. was there. I saw John Hamm. Well, I don't want to, I don't want to get to that part yet, but, uh, when we got there, we got through and then we saw celebrities doing the line. Yeah. And one of the notable ones was Patton Oswald. Making his debut with his new wife, or what? Was, yeah, the, who will eventually be his new wife? Yeah. Um. Um. And they're fantastic. Meredith Salinger. So Touché. yeah. So Patton and Meredith made their debut as a couple at that premiere. That's yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, and uh, we saw John Bernthal. Uh, I I I pointed out, holy shit, John Hamm's here. And then John Hamm did that kind of thing, like. I know who I am. Yeah, All right. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> he had the look I, on his face. He was just like, pull me out. It's fine. This is like, oh, here. motherfucker, I know who I am. And, like, and he walked right by it, just like, yeah, yeah, I know. Act like you've seen a celebrity before. Uh, but uh, yeah. But there, there was a lot of celebrities in one place, which was kind of cool. Yeah. I think the other big noticeable, uh, Alexandra Daddario was there. She, yeah. Just being gorgeous. And Ricky Lindholm was there. That one I don't remember. Ricky Lindholm is one half of um, shoot. What was that? It's like she's in a she was in a music comedy musical group with Kate McCucci. Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. She's yeah, the yeah. tall blonde. She's uh, the tall blonde. Garfunkel and Oates. Garfunkel and Oates. Thank you. Yeah. Um, is the only name that I can remember of that. Yeah too. yeah. And Kate McCucci, I like she went to Loyola Marymount oh, the same okay. time I did. Nice. Completely different successful trajectories so yeah. yeah she's successful i'm doing this so there we go 
<laughs> but it was a lovely theater. It uh, it was great. And oh, it was a great day. It was a great yeah, evening. It was just, uh, and, you know, Baby Driver was a great movie. And yeah, Edgar Wright's awesome. I'll watch anything that guy makes. Just hanging out in Los Angeles, and eventually you find yourself in all these different premieres and, you know, running into celebs. And I think that wasn't even the last time we just had a big premiere. I think we went to, not a not a premiere, but we went to a, a special screening of uh, Solo. We did, yes. Because a friend of ours, Emma, shout out to Emma. What's up, Emma? <laughs> How's it going, Emma? She got us tickets to the premiere, not a premiere, but a special screening of Solo. And Alden Ehrenreich was there being interviewed by Mark Hamill because it was like a fundraiser for the for uh, school that they were doing. Yeah. I think that was my first movie at Grauman's Chinese Theater. Yes. So that was really cool. That was fun. I Honestly, before moving here, I didn't know that they actually had movies or like they actually showed movies inside that theater. It just seemed like it was like a four show thing. You just thought it was just the outside part where they're just like, oh, look, my foot is about the same size as this famous exactly. actor's foot. Well, I mean, so much of, so many things in Hollywood are like not real. <laughs> so I was like, oh, cool. This is actually a theater. They actually use that. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I love Grauman's Chinese theater. I The last movie... Well, it was solo. That's the only one I've seen. Yeah, the, but before that, I saw Speed Racer, and then before that, I saw no way. Actually, no Star Wars. I saw Star Wars. Uh, episode. Episode seven. Yeah, that's okay. The uh, the the yeah the the Force Awakens. Yeah, yeah, that was fine. I saw that, uh, and then before that, I saw Speed Racer. I remember watching Speed Racer in like a hotel room with a buddy of mine, <laughs> and that thing was like cracked for your eyes. It, I, I didn't felt hate it. like yeah, I felt like you needed to you know have some cocaine or yeah. something to just because it was a lot coming at you. I didn't hate the movie; it was just overwhelming with colors. And then Christina Ricci was in it. I think so. There's a few people in it. Yeah, it was cool. Emile Hirsch, Christina Ricci. I forgot who played Racer X. Was oh, it James uh, Marsden? No, uh, no, it was a dude from Lost. Whoever that main guy was. I don't know what that was. Uh, was. What, Josh Holloway? No. 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 Wait, the guy who was... Well, you know what? We're going to spend all you night... You know, we're going to have to contact Megan, who's been rewatching Lost. Shout out to the No Love Lost podcast. I don't know if they're going to reciprocate. They're probably not. (laughs) It's like she's not even listening to this episode, I bet. I don't think they'll respond, and I wouldn't blame them. And if she is, well, maybe you you can email us about how you were actually listening on this podcast or shout us out on Twitter. How about that? Yeah. Just text and say hi. Just text. Yeah, come on, Megan. It's like, yeah, well, what happened? It's like, oh, you're on our podcast, and now I'm just like, nah, we're too. I'm too big for this. Just another notch on her belt. Oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) No, but it it was. I know fairly confidently that it was whoever that main guy from Lost. It was. He was a racer X. Yeah, yeah. But was it something Fox? 
Matthew Fox? Oh, Matthew Fox? Sure, let's go with that. <laughs> that sounds right. That's what I think. No, no, right. Matthew Fox was the main character in Lost. Yeah, yeah, that, then that's who was uh, Racer X. I'm just going to take your word for it. Yeah. He says that, but he's currently looking it up on his phone while he How takes my dare word. you? Do not show up. Yeah, he was in Sweet Racer. But <laughs> <laughs> how dare you peel back the curtain? There's nothing for these people to see. That's the confidence people have in me. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, we believe you. But we're going to double check. Oh, God. All right. Yeah. No, man. All right. So what's new with you, man? When, you know, I'm not attending very extravagant, exclusive Ooh, film premieres. Suarez. Yeah, that's right. Because, you know, as a L.A. native, I'm just invited to all the hoity-toity, you know, exclusive <laughs> events. No, sometimes we just use our, uh, like, company work badges to get us into things. Or just connections with different friends. And that's all. how I got into G uh, E3. Got to E3. Oh, yeah, yeah, E3. Yeah, I remember you just like, you got that press pass, even though it was just Hell like, yeah. I don't remember you writing for any publication. I said I worked for the company. And they're like, yeah, that's cool. You, can come. you son of a bitch. You're just going to go up and down and lie like that? I didn't lie. Yeah. I said I worked for the company. Yeah, I'm like, going to cool. put you on blast in this podcast that they're not going to listen to. It's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> um, nah, nothing much. Just, uh, you know, wrapping up. Uh, Christmas present. Well, I'm not really wrapping Christmas presents. It's more just I've gotten to the point where I put presents in a bag and then just put like wax paper on top of the bag, and there we go. That's the present. (laughs) It's more sustainable. Plus, yeah, because at the end of the day, you know, people tear up a wrapping paper and then it just yeah, it doesn't get recycled because most wrapping paper isn't recyclable. No. And so those are just like, oh, just put it in the bag. And that way just someone could just like take the wax paper off, pull it out of the bag. Boom. There you go. Okay. <laughs> you know, some people think this is tacky, but I, I say, fuck it. Use newspaper. You it can works. use newspaper. Why yes. Not? Another way. And it's, that is recyclable. Absolutely. You can recycle newspaper. And I think I, it's way more interesting to look at. Yeah. I think there was a company that was featured in uh, World News Tonight, David Muir. You know, the guy who was like, and an, like a convention, an anime convention. <laughs> One of those. <laughs> an anime convention. I'm like, what, 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 what was with that tone? Anyway. Because he now has Omicron. But yeah, but yeah, there was a company that uh, they repurposed uh, a newspaper factory or like the factory that makes paper for newspaper. And then just like, okay, we're just going to use it for wrapping paper. And that way you can tear it up, recycle it because it's still... The same consistency of rap of newspaper. Absolutely, it's fantastic. Yeah, that's great. So, so yeah, so I've just been getting you know last minute gifts for my you know brother, sister, mother, friends. Not you. Yeah, don't give me nothing. I don't want anything. Oh well, too bad. I got you something. So (gasps) I don't have it with me. Good. I'll save it for our next episode, which will probably be another mixology episode. Maybe Megan will show up. Maybe not. I don't know. We'll just pour some drinks, see who shows up. There you go. So, yeah, we'll see who shows up, even though that's probably going to be the last episode of the year because, you know, it's like, yeah, it's holidays. Everyone's everywhere. It's kind of hard to, like, 
get things going. I know our fans really want to hear more, but <laughs> sometimes we need some personal time. We need time to ourselves. We need a yeah, time yeah. with Shoot, I need time to, you know, relax and maybe write some more. I don't know. The snow's coming down on the mountain. I need to go use that snowboard. Yeah, ride. that's true. You do need to go snowboarding, so it's kind of hard to tear you away from the slopes. But it's just, it's too warm down here in SoCal. <laughs> It's There's too not enough warm. snow. This guy. Supposedly, we're going to have a, a big storm on Tuesday, I believe. I yes. Mean, and when I say yes. storm here, I mean up in the mountains. Yeah, yeah, no. It's going to rain here, but it'll also snow up in the mountains. So this next weekend should be good. Um, I'm hoping to go on Sunday. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, no, I'm, ex- I'm excited just to have the time off. Relax, recuperate. Good, good. Uh, maybe see what direction. Maybe when this podcast podcast comes back, we'll uh, be a tech podcast, so I can talk about like cool new tech shit. No, no, it's still be us. Uh, but part of it, part of the thing I love about winter is this is perfect ramen weather. It really is, yeah. and, and ramen I, is good. I do, but you know, shout out to also to a former coworker who kept saying just like, "Oh, you're you know you you can't eat ramen, you can't eat soup in the summer." I'm like, no, you can eat soup in the summer if you're working in air conditioned building. You can eat soup in the summer. I mean, in the summer, I don't usually crave soup, but there's nothing wrong with eating it. It's fine. Yeah, no, but yeah, no, I'm talking about ramen because I love ramen. I fucking love ramen. I love chili also, but. I don't know. It feels like chili's kind of just like, eh, you, you know, know, you have to have a certain way. And I love me some good chili. And there's not a lot of good chili around LA. Not that I've found. So if you come across any good Well, spots, yeah, because there was that one chili spot in Culver City yeah, that tubs. tubs that ended up going like. It was tasty. It was a little pricey, but it was tasty. Yeah, it was but. Worth it. No, but that was the thing. It's like. They lost that location. I don't know if they're still they moved or anything I don't like think that. So. No, they just it just closed. Yeah, I think so. They um, got replaced by a ramen place, didn't it? Or a su- no, a poke, poke oh, and ramen, okay. poke and ramen. I think. I mean, there's definitely a few good uh, ramen spots over here on the west side. No shortage. Oh, are you asking me about it? Because I got places to tell you about. Hey, Rudy. What kind of ramen spots do you Okay, like good, good. Okay, now shut up so I can tell you about this list. So I can just regurgitate this list for anyone who's listening. Uh, <laughs> okay, first off, you know, you can't talk about ramen without, you know, giving praise to, you know, the one of the granddaddies of... Top ramen. Uh, no, not top ramen. How dare you, son of a bitch. No, I'm talking about Daikokuya. Like that's, the original oh, from Little crazy. Tokyo, but they also have a location here on Sautel. Yeah, on Sautel, yeah, like on Sautel. south of Wilshire Boulevard. That is a great spot. That is a great that's, spot. Uh, when you walk inside, you feel like you're outside. Yeah, yeah, because they, they basically designed the inside to look like you're outside of a Japanese kind of alleyway. They have the signs, the decor makes it look like that. I don't know what the situation is with COVID, you know, just like how much space there is back in there or outside. But yeah, no, Daikokuya is one of the best. That's a good spot, though. That, that is, good. oh, that spicy miso ramen. Fucking just amazing. My favorite, of course, is Ramen Jinya. 
they have locations in right. Santa Monica, Studio City, uh, Burbank. Uh, I feel like there's another place I'm missing, but uh, I think they had a location, oh, in Mid Wilshire, but I think they changed it to, uh, I forgot the name that they changed it to, but, um, but yeah, no, yeah, the spicy chicken ramen, ramen genia is, I think I've mentioned to you before how it's, it's pretty much like the one up mushroom in Super Mario. Like if I eat it, I'm just like, I'm revitalized to the point of just like, yeah, I got an extra life. Yeah, I, I think you've mentioned it once, maybe twice, <laughs> or a hundred times. I don't know. You know, one of those. Yeah, Virginia ramen, great, delicious. It, like, get the fresh garlic on Ooh, top of your ramen. Good, yes. Fresh garlic. Oh, my God. Just like, just right there. And then, of course, the the egg. The, the egg? I gotta do the egg. That's the best. You know, it's funny. Ramen is not my go-to. It's it's definitely one of your go-tos, but it's not my go-to. But I'm always happy when I get it. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Even though sometimes, like, you get some ramen and it's just like, uh, it's, uh, you're out. You're out for the rest of the day. Uh, one of the other ones is Silver Lake Ramen. Silver Lake Ramen has uh, various locations here in, uh, in LA. Like, they have one in... Uh, is that the one on the promenade? Yep. That's the one in the promenade. I took my mom there uh, in the before time. Ooh. But, the before time. Yeah, yeah, the before time. I mean, yeah, you can still go there to eat, but uh, but yeah, no, it's it's delicious, very flavorful. Uh, I love the broth. But, and uh, uh, nearby, like, Westchester... There's the ramen joint. Which I mean, is, I'm sold on the name alone. That's the ramen that's joint. Kind of, it's basically just like it's very simple. The ramen joint, boom. And the, those are the names I yeah. I, and I'm that little to. street where the ramen joint is at in Westchester, it also has the amazing Thai restaurant Araya Thai. Okay, okay. Ayara, Ayara, yes. Uh, Ayara is pretty famous because. Uh, I mean, not only is it just like amazing Thai food, but uh, around 2020 when uh, Bernie Sanders was having his, uh, like when there were the primaries and Bernie Sanders was running for president, he took his team when they had their debate at my alma mater, Loyola Marymount. After the debate, he took his team to a Yara Thai. Nice. And yeah, so they took a photo and it was pretty cool. So just like, all right, shout out to Bernie. <laughs> Still fighting the good fight. Bernie is my vote. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. He was everyone's vote. I, I mean, look, I wanted to vote for you know Elizabeth Warren, but She's my I second choice. Yeah, but I think she kind of stumbled when she didn't want to run in 2016, and that's why Bernie kind of caught fire that, that in that season. Sense, yeah. And then she tried to come in in 2020, and it's just like it's it was kind of hard because like Bernie already reaped. You know, all those voters who wanted that kind of radical change. Yeah. So and she, like, had she have, had she taken, you know, had she struck if, when the iron was hot? Or you if know, they could have joined on the ticket. Oh, yeah. But then part of it's just like, well, they're both of a certain age and blah, yeah, blah, blah. And, you know, so that's why. Anyway, back to Ron. Um, I'll, I'll be honest. My go to around here is Palms Ramen. I'm not going to sit here and say it's the best. 
it's kind of like the workhorse of ramen. Mm-hmm. It's solid. It's just, it's always good. Um, for good ramen, I go to Moto Ramen. Ah, uh, yes. Moto Ramen. new. Uh, yeah. Started up just before it, the pandemic. Yeah, it took up the place of uh, Yamadaya Ramen. Mm-hmm. Ramen Yamadaya, which my sister loved. Yeah. She yeah. loved Ramen Yamadaya. And then, like, now Moto Ramen took, uh, took over that Moto place. Was good. So just like, oh, yeah. So I'm just glad. Just because, like, I'm big, kind of just like, you get a good broth, you get hearty noodles, just the chashu, and then the egg, and fresh garlic, side of edamame, just so you can have just like a little green that you can eat. Boom. There you go. But yeah, and then, of course, you know, Sautel is great because they have a lot of great ramen places there. Tons of places up and down uh, Sautel. One of mine favorite is uh, uh, Killer Noodle, which (laughs) they specialize in the spicy ramen. They they have two different categories you can choose from uh in the spiciness level and the numbness level. Yes. Oh, so good. <laughs> I've only been there once, but I I need to go back. There. Yeah, I know. Same here. It was like I went there in a summer. It was hot outside, but then I was like, I don't know. I want to I want to try this ramen. But fortunately, indoors it was nice and air conditioned. Yes. So it was like perfect. Air conditioned inside, I can just eat the ramen, and oh my god, it's so delicious! I I wish I want I wish I went spicier with my selection or numbness or whatever. Just I mean, like I do too, but it was my first. I've only been there once, and that was my first time, so I was being a little conservative. That's a smart time, move. Smart. Next move. time, I'll go another level up. Uh oh, so good though. But you know, if you're not in the mood for spicy and you just want like a classy you know just classic delicious flavorful porky ramen there's sujita and sujita annex both like right there on the same like around the same corner they're just you could just go there you could just go to one or go across the street to the other this whole podcast should just be about food i mean that's fine i'm pretty sure people would appreciate that Something we could actually use. We could we could do like a themed episode like once a month. Just like, oh, best places for tacos, best places yes. for burritos, best places for Thai food. The only difficulty is it's like there are so many places. There are so many places, but that's the that's the joy. It's just like, like you get to discover new places. I know. And I know we're talking about the West Side so much. So here's a suggestion if you're more inland, like maybe around Pasadena. Is uh ramen ah oh, Jesus. It was like right in my head and then I completely forgot it. It's uh, okay, they live inland. They they don't know any better. Ah, uh, you just uh, <laughs> they yeah. have some top ramen, call it a day. But yeah, yeah. no, uh but yeah, I yeah. went to this place I went to this place with my mom after the Rose Parade. Oh, nice. Yeah, my mom Wanted to go see the Rose Parade because uh, she's seen because she's seen it in TV for years and just like oh it's in Pasadena let's go and I don't even know what compelled me but just like all right I'll take her but so the I don't know I'm kind of giving away a trade secret because um, give it away give it away give it away now ah, you son of a bitch how dare you it's like I can quote Red Hot Chili Peppers as well lama lama dang dang dong dong <laughs> anyway but. Did you know that under under the bridge is about Los Angeles? 
<laughs> Danny, California? <laughs> but no. Um, so what I did to get, or instead of having to drive to Pasadena to find parking and blah, 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 all this stuff, sure. I drove to Little Tokyo, parked there, and then took the train to Pasadena. Pro move. Yeah. And that's the thing, because the train, like that, uh, the gold line, whatever, like if it's still called the well, line, yeah, I don't it's even know yeah, it's a, yeah, it's all different uh, names and such. But anyway, one time so that train, the gold line. So yeah, the little Tokyo station was right before Union Station, where everyone else got on. Ah, so that's why, like, so the train was relatively empty, and then once you get to Union Station, everyone poured in. So we had seats while everyone else was just like oh, fighting for Suckers. any place to sit. And then we took that train all the way to Pasadena. We got out and yeah, we got some coffee at this little cafe. My mom got tea and then we managed to get like a good seat, like right on the, on the street. We saw the Rose Parade. Like it was great. I don't know if it's still great enough for me to miss like, you know, <laughs> getting a good night's sleep, but it was still great. But what made up for it is that we went to this great ramen place called Ramen Tatsunoya. And yeah, so I was, I heard about this place. It was just one of those great, like kind of just like mini chains in Japan that had like, you know, just like very respected. And this was their first location here in the States and they were in Pasadena. So it's like, okay, we're going to go there. Like we're going to go there, have something hearty and warm because we're standing out in the cold pretty much all morning. So we had a little line. It was fine. We went in there. It's like, oh my God, it was delicious. Uh, I posted a review on Facebook. They got back to me. They sent me a gift card. Oh, shit. Yeah. They sent me a gift card for my review, 25 bucks. And they're like, hey, you know, it's like, thanks for the review. Blah, blah, blah. Like, come back. Come back anytime. Oh, man, I need to leave more reviews. What the fuck? Yeah, you got it, man. It's like they love just like, you know, word of mouth and just spreading around. Just like, hey, you know, thanks for the, thanks for the review. So, yeah, so it's it's a great place in Pasadena. I love it. It's an old town. All the great places are in old town. It's just. Yeah, old town Pasadena is really nice. That's a fun spot. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I, dude, now I say this and I was like, God damn it, I want to go back there. Even though I, part of me is also like, well, I haven't been to, you know, Ginya in a while. I want that, like, spicy chicken ramen. There are so many good places to hit up around Los Angeles that <laughs> it's easy to get lost in it and to forget to go back to these places. Yeah, yeah. And that's, and that, and that's the thing. It's like, it's, they're not all located in just like one place. You can drive, you can travel. Yeah. It's kind of just like, oh, I, I need to see a friend over there. Hey, I remember that place. I'm going to hit that place. You know, right before I see my friend or after I see my friend, I'm going to hit that place. Yeah, you always end up with friends around here in every part of the town. So, like, there's a reason to go downtown Los Angeles or North Hollywood or Burbank. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it wasn't for friends, I would never go there, no matter how good the food is. But for the friends, yeah, 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 I'll, I'll go. Yeah, yeah. No, it's just, it's, it's so messed up just because, you know, when people are kind of just like spread out so much, so it's kind of just like, it makes it hard to kind of just like plan and bring people together. And also some of the, like maybe some places that you really like are further away from you that you'd prefer. Like, yeah, uh, home. Angry chicks. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was going to say Howlin' Rays. No, Howlin' Ray, Rays is in China. Well, it, I, I think they're still in Chinatown, or they were in Chinatown, but uh, they're now in Pasadena, and it's super far away. And yeah, but Howlin' oh. Rays is just popular. It's not better. Angry go no 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 go fuck yourself with that bullshit statement. Howlin' Rays is amazing. I love it. It's better than all these pretenders that just make their hot chick quote unquote hot chicken just look red. It's like no, there there's got to be flavor. If it was so good, it'd have more locations. Like no, 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 no the food that they did give us, it was so good. It's, uh, it's so all right. Good. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. So good. No. And you know what we didn't have to do? Wait in line for okay, over Okay, you hour. know what? Oh, okay, you know what? Like, I'm over tired of this whole... I'm tired of hour. this line of questioning. Where I am like, tired of oh, the line. If you get, oh, I got to wait in line. Like, I'm sorry that you're very old and... and Hour. You know, your your time on this earth is limited to, you know, just a few seconds. An hour. It's like, how about good things are worth waiting for? For a chicken sandwich. It's a delicious chicken sandwich. Hour. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck. You know what? You know what? Oh, 60 minutes. We're going to, you know, we're going to have, I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to arrange this test. We're gonna have the we're gonna have this out and we're just gonna have Howlin' Rays delivered. Maybe we'll probably have our like uh, we'll record in a different like a location closer to Pasadena so we can have it delivered and we can just okay. have this out. I don't even know if they deliver, but uh you go get Howlin' Rays, I'll get angry chicks. Don't worry, I'll give you a head start. Okay, alright. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna call it now. I'm gonna call it this is a, like, I am not going to keep doing this podcast when you're in this position. Oh, my of God. Of being correct. Anyway, you know what? Ladies and gentlemen, just enjoy this podcast with a great bowl of ramen from any of the locations we mentioned. Actually, oh. you know what? Enjoy that ramen and watch the live action Cowboy Bebop. It goes together very well. There you go. Yeah. Noodles. Yeah. It's all about the noodles. <laughs> noodles and peppers <laughs> alright everybody so uh, where we are is um, I mean if you have any questions comments concerns suggestions maybe we're missed a ramen place that you love or maybe you have more questions about where to find a good ramen place just hit us up at to live and try in LA podcast at gmail.com we're also on the socials at to live and try in LA podcast on Instagram and at to live and try pod at on Twitter uh, I don't know. You want to plug your own Insta? I mean, socials. I mean, you can find me at the Civil Jerk on most things, but I won't use them unless somebody says, "Hey, we want to hear more from you," <laughs> and then I will happily jump in and spit out my opinion. 
But for now, I have one tweet from the last five years that says the live action Cowboy Bebop was way better than the anime. Yeah, I know. I wasn't. I, have you gotten any traction? No likes, no nope, retweets. Nobody gave a shit. I mean, I liked it. Like in life, nobody cares what I have to say. Oh, <laughs> come on. All right. Well, look, people, if you agree with Tyler or just agree with any of his positions, whether it's terrible or, you know, mid. Yeah. Fight me. I dare you. Yeah. Just, I double yeah, dog dare you. Email us. Tweet us. Shout out on Instagram. Anyway. And most importantly, let us know where the good food is because we're always hunting. Yeah, that's true. Like, yeah, you know, hey, people got to eat. Always. <laughs> anyway, thank you for listening, everybody. I hope you have a great holiday. Stay safe out there. And good night. Good night.